I was going to be super quick in the message this morning, but it's not that cold in here anymore. So we've got about two out. No, just uh, I want to invite you to open up your Bibles to John chapter 10. And then, Jessica, if you can hear me and you're with Shepherd, you can bring him on in here. I want to hear him. I want to hear him cry out, give praises to the Lord his God. Don't feel, I said the same thing about Zoe, you know, last week. We said, hey, we're going to take a offering, and Zoe's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I said, I know it hurts sometimes, but we've got to do it. We've got to do it. Uh, so open up your Bibles to John chapter 10, verse 25. And, and before we jump in, I, I, one thing that I noticed about last year is there were numerous things that got me, caught me completely off guard. Even during the dedication, during the dedication, it's a time to say, hey, everything I am, I'm pouring into you. I'm getting closer to you. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. And I, I was so focused on, on what I was doing that I couldn't notice that not everyone was doing it. And I want to encourage you right now, please get closer to the Lord. Dedicate yourself to the Lord right now. And your 2024 is going to be blessed. And, and the increase that we're talking about, he's going to bring it to you in your life. People that I trusted, people that I thought they were tending their own gardens were not. And the enemy came in and took advantage. And, and I, I, I was blown away by how some of them acted, by the actions of some of them, both people that were here and even friends that, that don't belong here. Like, like I was surprised because I'm like, hey, I'm doing this. Aren't we all doing this? And so I want to encourage you. It's a matter of joy and the opposite of joy, get closer to God. Get closer to the Lord right now. And so I asked the Lord, I said, how can I just be explicitly obvious to people? And he gave me this message. How can I make it like known that it's a matter of life and death? Either we're living for life or we're living for death. There's no in-between. There's no purgatory. There's no halfway point. There's no, I'm in and I'm out. There's no lukewarmness. If we're lukewarm, we get spit out. And so I said, God, like, I need a message. And so he gave me this message called predators and pray. Predators and pray. John 10, verse 25. Jesus answered them. I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never, let me hear you say never, they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. I mean, you say no one. No one, no one, no one, no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I am. 
and the Father are one. May the blessing of the Lord be upon the reading and the studying of his word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we are a humble people before your presence. We are honored as we get to study your word this morning. God, I thank you this morning that it's not about a sermon series. It's about you. It's not about an illustration. It's about you. It's not about a TED Talk. It's about you and your word. God, would you speak to us and would you plant a seed inside of us right now that we can start living even before we walk out these doors. We've come here and we've come here for a reason and that is you. Lord, have your way. As always, may the meditation of our hearts and the words of our lips be pleasing in your sight, O oh Lord. Amen. I, I want to give you a, a couple of pictures so that we can better understand what predators and prey have to do with what Jesus is teaching here. And I want you to understand that, that predators have strategies. Okay? They, they have plans. And the first ones I want to mention to you are gray wolves. Can we pull up that picture? The, these are gray wolves. They're, they, they're not particularly strong. They, they lack razor-sharp claws. They're, they're not necessarily speed demons. But here's what they do. They hunt in packs. And they hunt in packs and they have strategies when they hunt in packs. One of the things that these wolves do is they'll pursue their dinner for several miles, attempting to exhaust the animal as much as possible before moving in to the kill. I want you to understand that they're perseverant. They're hungry. They can't just go to rolling smoke and order something. They have to go and fight for their food. And they usually have no quit in them. Because if they have quit, then they're going to starve and eventually die. They can find prey that is much larger than they are and use this strategy of hunting down and, and pursuing the animal for several miles, tiring them down, exhausting them. They can do this to prey that you wouldn't think they could possibly get. They can get elk, they can get caribou, and even, uh, even moose. Now, I don't know about you, but when I look at moose, I see majesty in them. When you see them next to a car and they're bigger than the car, that's incredible. When you watch the Hobbit movies and you see elves on top of these guys riding them, I'm like, this is incredible, right? It's there, there's just so much majesty to them. If, if we look at, at these wolves, we'll say there's no way that they can take down a moose. Moose don't have to be afraid of anything. And yet wolves will use this strategy, hunt them down, tire them out, or take advantage when they're already tired. 
They use this strategy, waiting, tiring, and exhausting their, their prey, waiting for them to get exhausted, waiting for them to get tired. And in that moment, they strike. One of the stronger wolves will go ahead in front of the prey, and when it's tired, it'll attack the shoulder in an attempt to bring it down. And if it succeeds in bringing it down, the other wolves jump in. And the predators have caught their prey. See, I want you to understand that predators are always trying to catch prey. Always, always. Even on their time off. Even on their days off. Even tomorrow when kids are not going to school, they're still going out to try and find and catch their prey. Don't even get me started on orcas. I love killer whales. Killer whales do not have to be afraid of anything in the ocean. These guys are so crazy, they will hunt sharks for their livers alone. They'll eat their liver and leave the rest of the shark body. Like they're just, they're hardcore like that. But the reason they do that is they're targeting a compound known as squalene. It said that one liver can sustain an orca for an entire day. One shark's liver can sustain an orca for it's it's like a delicacy, delicacy. It's like lamb chops to me, and like lamb chops to me sustain me. Like I'll go once a year, and they sustain me all throughout that entire year until the next one. But these these orcas, I, I don't know if you've ever seen them hunt down seals. And have a coordinated attack. You'll see a seal climb up to an ice sheet. And these orcas will be like, okay, we're going to get you, pal. And they'll coordinate and they'll get together. They'll form a wave to try and knock the seal off. And then once they knock it off, they like kicking it in the air and playing with it. And then they get to enjoy their meal. This is what predators do. And, and I share these pictures so that you can understand that, that predators, that, that, like this is their main point. They want to catch prey. This is their main strategy. They want to catch prey. And just like there are numerous predators like that, there are numerous predators when it comes to you, your walk with God, and belonging to God. That they're, they're attempting to find you when you're weak. They know that the spirit is willing and they know that the flesh is weak. And when they want to attack you, it's not after service. They want to find you that night. They want to find you the next morning. They want to find you not when you're giving testimony and you're witnessing. And you're saying, God moved and he did this, he did that. He brought healing. He brought restoration, checks in the mail, all, all of these things that are amazing things that we celebrate. God, the devil is trying to catch you when you're weak. And when you're weak, that's when he'll attack. Too bad for him when we are weak. He is strong. That's the first predator is the devil, the adversary, the deceiver. He's always trying to get at you. He's always trying to stifle what God is doing. He's always trying to get at your faith and snatch you out of the hand of God. Go to 1 Peter 5.8. 1 Peter 5.8. 
Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He wants to devour you and snatch you out of the hands of the good shepherd. He wants to devour you and get you to deconstruct your faith because there's things that happen in church that you didn't agree with and you want a faith that pleases you. He's going to catch you in those moments of weakness. He'll use real trauma, real hurt, real heartache to bring lies into your life. He'll use real injustice to say, hey, did they really mean that? Did they really want to do that? I think you were just overlooked because they don't really care about you. And he's a deceiver and he will lie and lie to get you tired. And when you're tired, he goes in for the attack. We don't keep reading here, but you and I both know the verse that comes after, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Imagine the devil biting you and you're like, hey, that's nice, pal. Good, good, good luck. And he flees from you. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. God accepts the, those, those that are humble and he rejects the proud. Like, like it's, it's all there. But I want you to understand that the devil is going around seeking an occasion. And his minions and his demons, they're going around seeking an occasion for you to become weak. And when you're weak, they will try and jump in. The other predator, number two, that I've called is the world. The world, it's, it's, it's worldly lusts and desires. Even this morning I was driving and I saw a defender coming this way and I'm like, man, Lord, increase us. <laughs> I mean, he wants to give us good things, but also at what point is it worldly lust or a desire? We can't give the enemy an occasion to come and attack us. Go, go to uh, Titus. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. It's for everybody. But look at what it's done. It's training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions. And to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives in the present age. This is what salvation does. It helps us to avoid what predators try to use against us. We get to reject it. We get to say no. We get to say the buck stops here. You might have tricked all my generation into believing that they have to backslide, but not me, my friend. And I'm going to pray the same thing for my son and my daughter and their friends and their classrooms. Verse 13, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from all, all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. 
And we've got the devil who's trying to catch you at a weak time when you're tired. We've got the world who's trying to attack you whenever you're weak. You're scrolling through Facebook and something pops up. You're scrolling on YouTube and something pops up. You're watching TV and something pops up. You're driving and something pops up. You're just minding your own business and something pops up. That's how the enemy works. That's how predators work. They try and catch you when you don't expect it. And what did Peter say? Be sober, be vigilant, keep an eye out. So that when predators come, you can say, ha, 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 you have no power here. And then you can laugh like a madman because God's in control. Sorry, that's Lord of the Rings stuff. All right, that's, I understood, so that's fun. Okay, the third predator is your flesh. Pinch yourself. Pinch your spouse. Someone's like, right away. Like, Bleh. told you to scoot over last night. <laughs> told you to take out the trash. <laughs> your flesh in all its desires. Let's go to 1 John chapter 2. 1 John 2, verses 16 and 17. For all that is in the world... The desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. Like John is being so clear here. Right? He's not mincing words. He's not saying, hey, some of those things. He's saying the world and its desires, they are not from the Father. They're from the world. Verse 17, and the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. See, there's real predators trying to get at your faith. Predators of comfort, predators of complacency, predators of religiosity, pharisaicalism, legalism, they're all trying to, they're, 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 they're waiting for you to get tired. And then you watch one video on YouTube and all of a sudden you're convinced of a whole new doctrine that shouldn't even be a doctrine. Just because it's on, on the internet doesn't make it true. These are predators that will hunt you down. They will try to exhaust you. They will try to tire you. They will try to take you down in a moment of weakness. And I said, okay, like, Lord, I, I understand that, but can, can we explain the words of Jesus as it relates to this? So we go to John 10, 27. Here's what Jesus responds to predators and prey is, my sheep hear my voice. Voice. Just pause. If, if you have a sheep against one sheep against one wolf, who wins? This is, let's just pause there. One sheep against one wolf. Who wins? The sheep is like, bad, dodging and weaving, right? To no avail. The sheep is going to get taken out because the sheep on its own can't defend itself against predators. But we sheep have a shepherd. Shepherd! 
we have a shepherd. And that's Jesus. That's who's speaking right here, right now. What is your resolution, Lord, to the predators that we see on this earth? His, his resolution is this. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. There's four steps in here. How can we beat every predator that comes our way? Every predator that comes our way. How can we be victorious against every predator? You're not, not just some. Not just, hey, I'm so strong in this area, but I'm not as strong in this. Every predator that comes our way. How can we be victorious? How not to be caught by these predators. Number one, belong to him. Like, like, my life isn't even my own. I, I would try to save it, but my life isn't my own. You remember where we started last week? Whoever doesn't take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. My life starts with death and resurrection. I belong to him. I can say to predators, hey, lust, I know, you, you know you, you, you're having your way all in the world. But you're going to pass away with the world along with its desires. I'm doing the will of God. I belong to him. I don't even belong to me. I belong to him. That's just in this one verse. Number two, I hear his voice. And, and what does his voice tell me? My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life. They'll never perish. I hear his voice over me. Paul writes, if we die with him, we shall also rise with him. If we're dead with him, we shall also reign with him. Come on, I hear his voice. Number three, you remember the hardest message I ever preached? Some of y'all might have forgotten But it was the hardest message that I ever had to preach because it's not just knowing him. It's being known by him. I know he knows the number of hairs on my head. I know he knows my every insecurity. But, but, but I need to know and make sure that I'm known by him. That he looks at my heart and I can say, God, my heart unravels before your throne. Search me. And if you find something unclean, then take it away. Search me and I pray you find something you're pleased with. Number three, this is what, what, what the modern day church is missing so much. It's, yes, they know him, they know about him, but does he know them? If you start dating someone, how do you get to know them? Spending time. Going out for a cup of coffee, going out for a little bit of putt-putt. Going out to eat some steak. Like, like, we've got to spend time with him so that he can get to know us too. So that we can say without a shadow of a doubt, I am known by him. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life because I'm known by him. 
And here's what's amazing. If you're known by him, you don't have an insecurity complex. You know that you are known by him. Then number four, again, in the same one verse, how, how not to be caught by these predators, follow him. Because if I'm following him, like I've got the blessings ahead of me, I've got the blessings with me, I've got blessings behind me, I've got protection ahead of me, I've got protection with me, though I walk through the valley, I've got protection behind me, those that are with me are protected under the same protection, we pray, under the same favor, under the same light, under the same love. If you don't want to be caught by any predators, just do this. I don't want to be caught by any predators. I'm tired. Like, they don't deserve. And Jesus doesn't deserve for them to catch me. Are you with me? He doesn't deserve for them to catch us. He doesn't deserve for us to give in time and time again. If you're suffering from an addiction, if you're giving in to an addiction, avoid these predators. That's what it is. It's a predator. Stop giving it oxygen. Stop giving it life. Let's suffocate it. Let's turn the tables on the predators. Say, so you might have had me for a while, but I'm his sheep. I hear his voice. I know him. I follow him. We looked at that last week. Follow him means imitate him. Do everything he does. If he walks with a skip, you walk with a skip. If he walks with a limp, you walk with a limp. If he worked for his daily bread, you and I work for our daily bread. We, we follow him because our lives don't belong to us anymore. Our lives belong to him. All right, we've got 40 more minutes. Not <laughs> Verse 28. <laughs> Someone online is like, all right, I'm done. No, come back. Verse 28, we're almost done. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And this is what I want you to understand. No one will snatch them out of my hand. This is it. Because the way the truth and the life has said, no one will snatch them out of my hand I'm a sheep that's protected. You're a sheep that's protected. You're a sheep that doesn't have to be afraid of the big bad wolf. He can huff and puff all he wants. It's not going anywhere. Why? Because no one's going to, no one and nothing is going to snatch me out of his hand. Come on. Look at verse 29. My father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. I mean, it, 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 I don't know how Jesus can make it any clearer to the church today. Dealing with predators, dealing with addictions and heartaches. I don't know how he can make it any clean, clearer. If, if, you're, if you're battling, if you're fighting an addiction, just bring that predator to the feet of Jesus. 
You don't have to live with it. That's not the thorn in your spine. That's not the little rock in in your shoe that you're just going to have to get used to walking with it. Have you ever been on a walk and you get a rock in your shoe? And you've got to keep walking (laughs) because for some reason you can't stop. That's annoying. And the Lord doesn't want us to live with those annoyances. He deserves for us to not live with that annoyance. He deserves for us to live a life that is predator-free. They'll attack. They'll hunt. They'll walk around and prowl like a roaring lion. But ultimately, they will produce nothing. They will catch no prey. And they will find no prey here as we pray. That was a terrible pun. I'm sorry. It didn't even fit. But yes, we pray. I, I, I cannot tell you how much I believe that Jesus deserves to get everything he paid for. I've told you guys this time and time again. What's one of the things he paid for? For you to belong to him. For no one to snatch you out of his hand. Not for a moment. Not for an occasion. Not for years. No one and nothing deserves to snatch you out of the Father's hands. Out of the Lord Jesus' hands. No one. And Jesus makes it clear. No one's able to. Unless we let him. No, no, nothing's able to get at them. It'll, it'll roar at them. It'll threaten them. It'll come out with persecutions and threatenings and, and saying you're intolerant. You're all these things. Can't get you out of his hand. Unless you let it. Can't snatch you out of his hand unless we let it. So let's pray that no predator would snatch us out of his hands at any time. The power of God is here. He's in you right now. He's around you right now. Just pray that that power, the same power that raised him up from the dead, would be in our lives to let us not be snatched by anyone or anything. Let's pray this morning, rebuking every predator that comes our way in the name of Jesus Christ and proclaim together with the Lord that no one and nothing will snatch us out of his hand, not even for a moment. I believe it. I receive it. If you believe it, let's receive it together. This, before we pray, look at me. This, this isn't just for the super holy 
because some of y'all, sometimes you don't feel super holy and God's made you holy. You should feel holy. Some people watching this online, sometimes you, you feel like you, you just, you fall short. Well, yeah, we do fall short, but he makes us worthy enough. This isn't just for those that are laser focused and study the Bible 40 hours a week and, and pray and fast every day. Like this is for every Christian on God's green earth. He longs for you to not be snatched out of his hand. So let's say yes and amen to the yes and amen of heaven who breathed out these words, spoke these words. It's not because of me. It's not because of you. It's because of him. Are you with me? Let's pray in full faith. Jude says, build yourselves upon your most holy faith. Let's pray right now in our most holy faith. And pray this to be true in our lives. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word spoken to us, God. We rebuke every predator in the almighty name of Jesus Christ. That they would have no power, they would have no effect. That every threat, every lie, every attack would come to nothing. No one is able to snatch us out of your hands, God. May we be solely dedicated, solely devoted to you and you alone as we overcome the enemy god let us grow closer to you god as we overcome the world let us grow closer to you god as we overcome our flesh and any other predators that come our way let us grow closer to you let us cling to you let us give you the honor the glory because the majesty is always yours as we sang, you are worthy of it all. You are worthy, worthy, worthy. You are holy, holy, holy. And that's why we will not be taken down by any predators to the praise of your glory. We pray all of this. May Holy Spirit seal this word in our lives, in our hearts, in our spirits, so that we can experience them even before we walk out these doors and every predator will fall short. Amen. I'd love to say a blessing over you if I can. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. And may you and I go forth free from predators in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Have a blessed week.